the pleasure of introducing a true man of God. He exhibits wisdom. He is my big brother. He is a friend. And, and, and I'm just so excited for him to be able to come behind the sacred desk this morning. I've been praying all week that the Lord put in his mouth what we need. So at this moment, please extend your hand to the preacher and say, God anoint, God bless, and God use the Reverend Freddie Morales. Hear you, him. Receive him. Somewhere along the line, we had some sanctified, we had some <laughs> fire baptized, and we had some holiness going on upstairs. And I don't know how um, Pastor Flynn on at the time, and then the late uh, Pastor Pendleton made it through us jumping and shouting <laughs> every Sunday. Amen. 
over their heads. But they didn't complain, and it's just a blessing. So, uh, Lady, uh, Lady Pendleton, yes. before I leave, you know I'm going to take my walk upstairs yes. and just have some memories of Amen. where I come Amen. from. Amen. And how the Lord has blessed me yes, God. to be here just one more time. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this church. We thank you for each and every member that's here. We ask that you will bless this church in a mighty way. We know that you have already blessed them, but we want you to bless them in measures beyond their wildest imagination, that you move mountains that cannot be moved, that you open doors that cannot do, shake the chapels that so easily beset them, bind the enemy and stretch out the hand of mercy, that they might move forward in your glory and move by your grace and your mercy and your power. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Heard the praise team says you do more mm. than I ever. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. To that praise team, uh, uh, I'm not that fat, <laughs> displeasingly plump. <laughs> but they was working me out over there singing that song. So y'all keep on singing. And just when I thought I was going to take a break and sit down, somebody else grabbed the mic and sang another song. And then that little one. That little one over there set me on fire, and uh, I should have bought my other shoe. Maybe next time I'm coming, I just wear some slippers, so I shop so fast, get right on out of them. We praise God for each and every one of you. Want my, not my, but but yeah, I'm gonna say mine because I'm a senior person around here. Amen. I want my Hampton family to stand. Where you, the Hampton family, those that go to Hampton each each year. It has been, you've been. Uh, Pastor Pendleton is my, I call him my little big brother um, because uh, we've been mentoring each other, whether you know it or not. We have been mentioning that. And I, I try to share a lot of knowledge with him, but he has been mentoring to me as well. And these people, uh, once have gone to Hampton, and they will testify that when you have an experience in Hampton, it is like no other. Right, right. You do more than I ever. Yeah, yeah, Respect. You may be seated, God. For all the preachers and pastors that's in the house, keep on preaching, studying the word of God, that something might be said, that you might edify the kingdom of God yes. and touch somebody's heart, mind, soul, yes. and spirit right. as we move in this word. Today, 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 we have a short message for you today. Uh, what time is it? Somebody tell me what time it is. 11.54. It's 11.54? Mm -hmm. All right, we'll be out by 2. All right. Clock your watch. Today, I want to I have... Uh, a short message with you, and let me open up my Bible so I can so I can be on point. Um, uh, if you have your Bibles, or if not, you don't you don't need them because these are short verses. I'm going to start with two passages, one from the Old and one from the New. Amen. Psalms 100, mm. Amen. Uh, verse number four. Come on, and I would ask that that those of you, Lady Pendleton, just write the whole verse down. From the Psalms 100, you do note the whole chapter, and at a later date, your pastor preached the whole verse. But today, we just want to deal with verse number four in your hearing. Verse number four, Psalms 100, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and after you have been thankful, then bless his name. 100. Wow. And we worked on that whole chapter. We're going to move along to Matthew mm. 
Matthew chapter number nine. Chapter number nine. We want to start with verse number ten. Uh, Lady Pendleton, I got work for you to do. You're going to um, take notes from verse nine uh, all the way down to uh, thirteen. The whole section of verse nine, thirteen. You just do your homework on that part. Pastor will preach about that text later. But we want to pull out verse number 10. Verse number 10 says, Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that beheld many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. That's it. Lady Pendleton is going to give it to Pastor Pendleton and unpack both of those Amen. entire texts. But I want to pull out these two particular verses. Today's lesson is what's for dinner. What's for dinner? How many ministers do I have in here? I talked with pastors who I got. How many ministers do I have in here? There's a few. He told me we had five. I met Brother Tucker in the office. He was able to so nicely come to visit me. Where's my second best friend in here? Raise your hand. That's my second best friend. Other than that, we got competition, but that's my, that's my man right there. Uh, so the lovely ladies of Hampton, they, they know I love them because I've been looking for them to smile every time I get here. Uh, to, the, to the preachers, this message is particularly for you to carve out and preach at a later date and to help someone with the permission of your pastor. Mm -hmm. And to all of you that are laymen like me, uh, I don't go by titles too much, but that's what they tell me I am. Uh, this is good for all of us. What's for dinner? Mm -hmm. In this Thanksgiving season, mm -hmm. we find that a lot of people are busy doing stuff. Wow. And people are so busy doing stuff that we have been crying broke all year long mm -hmm. about this, that, and the other. But it seems obvious that every time a special occasion comes, Lady Pendleton. People find some money to do some stuff. Right, right. In this Thanksgiving season, we see some cultures, they have meatballs and spaghetti. We see in certain cultures, they have Chinese rice and some shrimp fried rice. We see in other cultures, they have very spicy foods and some chicken they call curry. And in certain uh uh, areas they have what you call soul food. Amen. And soul food doesn't necessarily have a title, but it says when you eat the food, it tingles your soul. Uh -huh. And so today we say what's for dinner? And what's for dinner? We're going to try to create this passage of what we call soul food. Uh -huh. And the reason why I say it's soul food is because it's called out for the preachers of the house yeah, yeah. that when you speak to the people that have not been delivered or on their way, you ought to feed them soul yeah, yeah. food. Somebody's going to be on my feet in a minute. And as I unravel this text, it reminds me of the years that I have been coming and running upstairs, and I think I was probably uh, seven or eight or nine, running up those stairs with good energy. And every Sunday, they had what you call, they would cook at night. And my mother taught me how to cook at night because we cooked dinner every Saturday night like it was Thanksgiving. Yep. And we would bring trays out that we would have time to fellowship. Right. And we had some good soul food. Right, right, right. Amen. 
But out of all that good soul food, mm -hmm. some of the food was not necessarily good for the soul. Somebody's going to catch it there. Changing my message in my mind. Somebody's going to catch it in a minute. I come to the church now, and I walk upstairs uh, every time I come, Pastor Pendleton, and it reminds me of where I come from and the people that I've met along this Christian journey. And now when I come, every now and then I get to see Brother Osborne outside on Wednesdays, and there's a group of people that's sitting out in the front giving people food and sharing with the community and sharing about how good God is and all the prosperity that's going on. But some of us, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter where we go, no matter what scripture we preach, some of us just don't want to be bothered with soul food. So you look at the text and you say, what's the question? The question is, what's for dinner? And as I read the passage in the 100 Psalms, it gives me instruction of what I am supposed to do in my behavior when I come to see the king. Yeah, yeah. And it says, don't wait until you get into the sanctuary. It says that when I enter in, I'm already satisfied. It says that when I'm entered in, I already got a praise that's more than I have expected. When I enter in, I can think about what he has done for me and how he set me free. And so when I get into his presence, I'm already on fire because I got me some soul food. And with this soul food, the Matthew's text gives me where I'm going. Mm. <laughs> the text in Matthew says, when Matthew met Jesus, mm. it says that Jesus called him from what he was doing. And yes. when you do research, Lady Pendleton, they give you to Pastor Pendleton, Matthew was not always a good guy. Mm. I hate today to go on a parkway and have to pay the tolls. And they tell me I have to pay the tolls to fix the road. And when I go down the road, the road is not fixed. Mm. But every time I go down the parkway or the turnpike, I got to pay the tolls. The sad part, what makes it even worse, is that when I go to the tolls, there used to be somebody taking my change with the job. Now they're phasing the jobs out. And when they phase the jobs out, crime goes up because if people ain't working, they do some stuff. Amen. <laughs> I didn't mean to go over there, but this is a side thought. And in order for us to be closer to God, Come on about we have to have an encounter with him. Mm -hmm. And in the text, it says, what's for dinner? The book, in the, in the, as I researched what was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving tells me that some pilgrims got together in, nine, in 1621. And they had a feast of the harvest for what they had grown in the ground. You know, they grow corn and cow, all kinds of vegetables. Right. And then they sacrificed the turkey, that the turkey would be going on the table. And then they had a wonderful harvest time of feast and festivities going on, praising God for the food that was on the table. Yeah, yeah. The topic of the text is, what's for dinner? Right. And what's for dinner is soul food. That's what that says in number two. But number one, in the same dictionary that I looked up, it says, well, what is Thanksgiving? It says it's an expression of gratitude, uh -huh. especially to God, prayer, and being thankful for his arrival. Ooh. In the text of Matthew, when Jesus called Matthew from being the tax collector of taking people's money and more than 
he could ever expect and put it in his pocket. Jesus calls him. How many people know that Jesus can take a little and make a lot? And I don't care where you've been and what you have been in your past. When God saves you, he wipes all of that stuff away. So don't you let nobody fool you and try to hold your past against you. And truth be told that sometimes your past is your best testimony to tell people where you came from. Yes, I used to be a homeowner, but God delivered me. Yes, I used to be a thief, but God delivered me. Yes, I used to do this, that, and this, but God delivered me. And when God saved me, I got a new testimony because I got a hold to some. So, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I see on the news that so many of our brothers have been imprisoned and don't deserve what they had been through, but they held on and they're still holding on because our government is so corrupt. Yeah. But the preachers in the house got to stay on the wall because yeah. there's something on the menu that you can share with them that's just like soul food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the text, it says the brothers gathered around the table where Matthew was. Not only Matthew, but some other tax collectors. And some other sinners was there at the table, too. And this was the opportune time for Jesus to begin to serve the table. And at the table where you are, there's some salt and pepper. But that's not what he served. He served some grace and some mercy. At the table where you are, there was some steak. But that's not what he served. He served some forgiveness. At the table where you are, was some fried chicken. But that's not what he served. He served one more chance. At the table where you're sitting, he served some rice and mashed potatoes, but that's not what he served. He served some salvation. Yeah. At the table where you're sitting, he served some macaroni and cheese, but that's not what he served. He served some blessing. At the table where you're sitting, he yeah. served some collard greens and yams, but that's not what he served. Yeah. He served life and everlasting. At the table where you're sitting, he served some potato salad, but that's not what he served. He served some favor. He's at the table there was some black eyed peas and some lima beans, but that's not what he served. He served some joy, and I've come to let you know that this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. What you're serving at the table, come over here where the table is spread, and the feast of the Lord is upon me. I want to let you know that when I walked in, saw the temple, I felt the Holy Ghost coming all over me, because I know there was something on the inside, working on the outside. I saw the praise of praising. I saw the dancing dancing. I saw the shouting, shouting. I saw the singer singing. I saw the prayers praying. And I saw the preachers preaching. What are you serving on the table today? I've come to let you know when dinner is all over. I got something in my wallet. I call it a toothpick. What do you do with a toothpick? When dinner is over, you pick your teeth because on your teeth there's something called residue. And when I get to the residue and I put up my toothpick, it reminds me of the wood that was on the cross when Jesus died. And when I feel a little bit lonely, I think about the residue. And when my life gets a little bit separate, I think about the residue. And when I think about the residue, I think about my Savior, how he walks with me, how he talks with me, how he tells me that I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. How do you know, Maraz? Because if the whole world was saved and I was the only one lost, I still would have got me some soul food. And what are you talking about, this soul food? This soul food is Jesus. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out 
No, 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 never. Because I am a living testimony. I could have been dead and gone, but he walks with me. And he talks with me. And I was glad when they said unto me, now let us go into the house of the Lord. And when I came into the house, I thought about where he brought me from. When I came into the house, I thought about how he kept me. When I came into the house, I remembered how he never left me. And so before I got to the church door, I began to run in my feet and clapping my hands and telling God, thank you, because you brought me from a mighty long way. And when I came in, I would enter his court with thanksgiving. I would enter them with praise, and I would be thankful of him, because I remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. How do you rejoice? I can clap my hands and tell him thank you. I can stop my feet and tell him thank you. I can wave my body and tell him thank you. Because it's been just that good. So when I clap my hands, I'm serving soul food. And when I stop my feet, I'm serving soul food. And when I'm preaching the word of God, I'm serving soul food. And when I'm telling about his goodness, I'm serving soul food. And when you want to tell me about the Lord, give me some soul food. Fried chicken is good, but give me some soul food. Salad greens are good, but give me some soul food. Meatballs and spaghetti are good, but give me some soul food. I'll take soul food any day, because if you give me some soul food, don't worry about it. If God be for me, who can be against me? Because he brought me not some of the way, not half the way. All the way. Don't forget, because I have a toothpick in my pocket. After dinner is over, I can pick out the rest of you. And when you pick meat and about the tea. It reminds me of how good that food was. And when I think about how good the food was, the soul food, it lets me know that God is still on the throne. And I'm so glad that he saved me a long time ago. I might not be the best, but I'm still trying to make a hundred. So he says, and he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me that I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. You get more than you ever expected if you get your hands on some soul food. Pray my strength in the Lord.